What's up, everybody, and welcome to the iReach Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Robinson, founder and CEO of Construct Reach, a national consultancy and initiative that aims to diversify the construction, design, and innovation industries and empower a younger generation. We are here merging education, industry, and culture with a variety of featured guests that you do not want to miss. So let's go. iReach. What is up, everybody? This is Paul Robinson, and we are back again for another iReach episode. And we've got a very special guest on today, Mr. Iwan uh, Prabati. Iwan, how's it going, man? Nice to nice to meet you. Uh, thank you for being on today. How's it going? I'm pretty good. It's a little late here where I'm at, <laughs> but it's all okay. It's all good. Yeah, nice yeah, to meet you. Cool, cool. Good, 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 man. Well, listen, um, you know, I'm sure that, that you've got, you know, an amazing story to tell. You know, we always kick off these uh, these episodes with just getting the chance to know uh, our guests a little bit more and, and talking about your journey and how you got to where you are. So I'll ask you this question, man, just like I do everybody else. Um, how did you get uh, kind of interested into this this construction industry and what first piqued your interest, right? Like what's been your journey to get to kind of where you are? I was always interested in construction. And when I went to college, you know, originally I was actually trying to get into the com sci, computer science. The, and I got accepted there. And then in the first semester, I switched and I went to take the civil engineering where I'm where, where I really want to be. Yeah. So actually, I'm I'm interested in building things. So mm. and I was I, I always like to do and construct things. So, you know, it's, it's just a, a passion that I have that I want to get into. So when I grew up, then, you know, that's where I want to be. That's yeah. pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> so straight to the point, you knew you always wanted to be within this industry. And that is, you know, I would say that's that's probably unique to um to the guests that we've had on thus far. You know, we are we're in our second season now. Um and you know, we get a chance to talk to a lot of people that come from a lot of different backgrounds and they have different upbringings and they they get exposed and introduced to the industry in a variety of ways. Uh, but what we do not hear quite often is, hey, every since I was a child, I knew I wanted to be within this industry. Um, I knew I wanted to go into building things. So when you were when you were younger, you know, um, how did you how did you start to like maintain that interest, whether it was the games that you played, you know, as a child or what have you? Like, what did you do to kind of feed that interest um, into building and constructing things. Yeah. You know, I love building Lego. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's, that's when it's all started. Right. So, and then I'm also really interested in, um, sequences in how you build things. Right. And then technology around it. So that's where I end up. Actually, I was kind of surprised that I jumped ship into the tech business in the tech industry, but well, I'm still doing some construction, apply my knowledge with it, you know? So that's really exciting actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, that is, that's very interesting, man. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> all right. So talk to us a little bit about kind of your, your, your journey. So, you know, in addition to you knowing that you always wanted to, to be within this industry, um, to construct things, 
the the interest as well and the sequencing of things you know what goes first and some of those critical milestones and what needs to be done in order for something else to happen next um and then going to college talk to us a little bit about post-college you know from the type of job that you started with and then how it landed you into the position that you have now talk to us a little bit about kind of your career journey and trajectory post-college basically like everybody else right Paul um you go find a job. But I started my career pretty early. So I went and do a couple internships with one of the uh, large contractors in the States called Kiwit, right? So maybe you know the company. So I went intern with them and spent uh, maybe a couple semesters um, doing some estimating, doing some different things, you know, whatever they want, they, they asked me to do basically, right? Then after I graduated, I, you know, basically, well, this is what I want to do. So, so I, you know, apply and, and basically the job is there for me. And I joined Kiwit Industrial. That's what, you know, the division I was, the district I was, I was, I was at at that time. Um, so basically, we 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 went and built power plants. So at that time, of, of, of you know, these are around late nineties, early early two thousands. There are a lot of you know gas power power plant, and then um, so I got into it. So I was doing um, well. Actually, I went and done a lot of roles. Right. So I, I spent some time, you know, doing scheduling and project control type of work. And then I went and actually get some experience to be in a field, being field engineers. Even I ran piping crew. So, (laughs) so I've been, so, you know, that's, you know, all of that, you know, I was thinking like, okay, what do I do next? Right. Mm -hmm. So. So where I'm in a, uh, where I'm at right now, when I when I when I actually look back, all of those that I did was very important, right? Because that's when you actually learn mm-hmm. how people construct. You learn how they talk, right? So in in my job today, you know, I met many many people from the industry, even though I'm in the tech side of it, mm-hmm. but. But you are talking to, you know, the construction people. Yeah, so, so when you start talking their language, things kind of flow a little different. So, okay, so you know what, so you, what, what problem we're having in the field, you know? So that's where we come in and try to help them with the tech solution, basically. So here we go. Then, so I, I kind of zoom real quick there, but uh, one of the project I was at, I was at the oil uh, refinery project in Egan, Minnesota at that time. And then we implemented, we actually hired a small company out of Mountain View, uh, California, a small startup to do some, you know, uh, basically a implementation of the tool that we trying to use at site at the time. Mm-hmm. And that that kind of, well, looks like this is 
this is uh, what I want to do. Then I decided and, you know, basically uh, joined that startup company. Mm. So the long story short, uh, we got acquired by Bentley Systems where I work today yeah. back in 2008. And I was, I'm, I'm with them since basically yeah. till today. Yeah. So that's where I end up. <laughs> wow. wow. Yeah. No, that's cool. And then, and so, and what are you, what are you currently doing? So what's your role now? Um, yeah. So I basically manage the global construction and plant design team doing digital transformation for enterprise projects around the world. So it's, mm. it's exciting, exciting field, basically. Yeah, I travel yeah. a lot, right? Mm -hmm. I travel a lot more before, but I travel a li little less today. But I travel a lot, so I've been, I've been in many, many different countries, <laughs> including <laughs> the one that you do, do you you may not want to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so that's that's really exciting. And then we build a lot of very exciting project, very amazing mm -hmm. project around the world. Um some project that you would only see in the, in the Discovery Channel. So we built the, the largest um, FPSO, uh, FLNG is called, not FPSO, sorry, I apologize, FLNG project mm -hmm. in South Korea. Everything is in a fab shop, but this is like the length of the, the length of the boat is like, uh, is, 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 is like the, the Twin Tower, in Malaysia, if you know the the height oh, wow. of Malaysia, it's really yeah. really big. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> it's yeah. It's one of the it's opportunity to, to to travel, and then it's opportunity yeah. to 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 work with uh, amazing people around the world, basically. Wow. No, that is that is a great one, and thanks thanks for sharing that. You know, one of the things that you mentioned as you were talking about, you know, your career journey and where you started you know, and kind of talk this through where you are today, you mentioned that you had an internship, you know, and that's one of the things that we put a lot of value in. Talk to us a little bit about your internship and what were some of the things that that helped you make a decision that, you know what, this this is for me. The intern always played a big role, right? When you when you in when you in school, you learn different thing from the book, but when you go out there and do your intern, you really get into the industry, kind of ease you in to the industry and you start talking to the people that does it for many, many, many years, right? And I, you know, when I, you know, set my first foot in, in, in Kiwit Plaza at that time in Omaha, I was the first guy showed up at that office, so like I'm, I was so excited. Right, this is my first <laughs> job, <laughs> even yeah. though only for a summertime, you know. But this yep. is cool. So I, uh, I was there, and the first thing I was asked to do is to make photocopies. <laughs> but that's okay, no problem. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's the first. That's my first day. Then, yeah. then they start teaching me how to actually uh, run an estimate. Right. So mm -hmm. I was doing concrete estimate on a power project. So, wow. 
you know, basically, oh, okay, so this, well, I, I kind of know how to do it a little bit, but oh, this is how you do it. And they actually, yeah, at that time, we're still in the 90s. So we actually not doing it electronically. We're doing it on a piece of paper. And they have, they have a form that they actually uh, produce and use. It's standardized. You know, it's all the lines, everything. It's like you have to put that number in the box. That's kind of, okay. So you learn it a little bit at the time. And I think you understand eventually that, okay, this is how you actually get the number and then put them in the estimate, right? And then apply whatever the dollar is, you know, and then went into the bid package and there you go. And the rest will follow. So that's, that's really you learn you learn on how people do things for real yeah no that is that is very good you know and i think there's you you said things that is because we have different audiences right that that kind of listen in whether they're on the employer side so they're already professionals and they are you know in charge of hiring young talent and or they're in the process of maybe formalizing internship programs or maybe they need to understand you know, the value of internships, right? Um, I think you spoke to the value of that on the employer side because you you got that opportunity to move right into a full-time position post the internship with Kiwit. And from, from an employer perspective, they, they knew what you could do, right? Because of that internship, you got a chance to, to do work that a full-time employee would be doing and then from your side, it was beneficial because you got a chance to examine the company as well. You got a chance to interact with folks from a, from a company. You know, they developed you, they helped you, you know, and you got a chance to add value as well. And so, you know, it, it was um, it was almost kind of a an examination, if you will, on both sides. Right. Is this company we for me? Sides, to be honest? Right. Yeah, I am doing the same. Right. I. I just hired a guy that interned with us last mm. year, right? Mm. So it's it's uh, it's basically a win for both sides, employer or and the employees, right? Yep. So, so you kind of know them and you know how good they are, what you know, what passion they have, and then mm. and then from there it gives you some more uh, confidence to basically work with the guy for a longer term, right? That's that's the kind of thing. I think intern is always a start. Yeah, yeah. No. Yes, absolutely. No, thank you for for sharing that. You know, and and you mentioned, you know, you come you come in to this industry uh doing one particular role, but then it dovetails as you grow and as you learn and as you get exposed to to other career pathways that exist underneath the umbrella of construction. Then you started to veer over to the technological side of things, but still having that connection with construction. And I think that's very important because as we, a lot of times we have a lot of interaction with, with young people and we do these events or what have you across the U.S. called I Built This. And, you know, we are, we're being introduced to them. We're having conversations and we're exposing, you know, this younger demographic to the career pathways that exist within the industry. And a lot of these kids, I mean, all they know is technology, right? Like that's the era in which they grew up in. So they don't know anything that predates how we did things without the technology. But I think what's important is to make that connection between the construction industry and technology, because there's a lot of technological need and a lot of technology that is utilized within the sector in a variety of ways. And I'm glad that you made that 
that connection and connected those dots and also you know showcased how you went from kind of the traditional construction jobs you know over to the technological side but still seeing that connection there. and i think that's very useful yeah if you you know construction tech i, I call it contact is basically <laughs> quite new <laughs> right they are still quite new it hasn't it hasn't been around very long versus the you know engineering side of it right engineering they've been doing this for decades but construction the the company i joined at that time when i joined the startup we actually built a very neat application that kind of started the whole thing right i'm not sure if we are the first but maybe we are not you know we are very a, a ha handful of company that does that trying to do and change this creation uh, uh creating the construction technology uh piece of software earlier right and now i mean every large company actually trying to do something about creating technology for construction to help people you know be more productive in the field you know improve and streamline communications you know all that good stuff but at that time man, early in my you know uh, early 2000 that that wasn't very many doing kind of technology in construction but now if you go in the field people carrying you know cell phones that they do the work and post data to you know report to the uh uh, uh so basically yeah so it's all is 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 moving to that direction yeah yeah absolutely absolutely all right so listen Ewan, i asked this question to to all of our guests here um you know because it hits on both ends of the spectrum right and it's and also it's an opportunity to to showcase you know that hey we all go through things but it's about how we how we navigate through it right and so two questions that i have for you here um and i'll we can end on on a good note one 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 question is what's been your most difficult moment or what's the most difficult aspect of of maybe your job or being in this industry, but then we're also going to swing the pendulum to the other side and talk about your most proudest moment uh, as well. So I like to end on a good note. So let's answer the the most difficult part first. Uh, what's been your most difficult kind of season or experience, um, you know, as a working professional? I don't mean to discourage people to join the industry, but when you are in the construction space life your personal life is really tough mm. what i'm saying is this you 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 move around with your job because you're not going to build you know project in the same place all the time yeah so you don't really have a home well you can set up your home base i i want my home base here i set one up in kansas city at that time right but then you have to travel to your job well and then sometimes you have to go to a different country if you join for the last organization, right? If you are single, things kind of go easy. No problem. I love to travel. <laughs> but when, when you start, you know, um, you know, trying to have your family and then things can be a little difficult. Mm. Yeah, that's how I feel about it. So that, <laughs> I mean that's that's the fact, right? I mean you have to yeah. have to deal with that. That's kind of the what I say, 
the most challenging career decision that I have to make, right? That's why when I look at when I had the opportunity, oh, this is still uh, the construction that I love to do. And except is, is from different angle, right? Now you are trying to help construction people to do better work, be more efficient, more productive by implementing such technologies, right? So this is, and, and give you more stability towards like, okay, now I, with all the internet technology now, you know, you can do meetings online. You can actually, you don't need, you don't need to travel. When, when we have COVID time at that time, a few years ago, we, you know, all everything is done, you know, via my internet, my computer at home, you know, so it's kind of neat, right? And also, you know, you stick around and still talking to people where you came from, basically, the construction people, right? So it's sort of, to me, it's like the, it's like the dream job I have, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. basically, I, this is where, you know, I still do what I want to do, but yeah. I, I can basically do not really have to move with the project. I can go visit, <laughs> right? So it's not, you don't have to be there for two years or three years or a year, whatever the duration the project is, right? But, yeah. but now, you know, it's, this, is, this is it. This is where, where, where I want to be, really. It's just like, it's, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very grateful for, for the opportunity, really. Yeah. So when you think about this industry, you know, because you, you have been in it for, for a while um, and, you know, we know some of the challenges that have presented itself with, within the industry, um, a longstanding need for the industry to be more conducive to a minority's success. Um, you know, what, what, what differences or what things would you like to see maybe change within the construction industry? My personal experience, I don't really have, uh, I think the first thing is you have to gain the experience first. Mm. Gain your knowledge. That's, that's yeah. number one important. When you walk in to a meeting with full of people, right, sometimes, um, and then you are the boss or you are the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I often been mistaken, you know, they think that I'm the engineers or whatever, you know, then, and that's okay, right? Or sometimes when you walk in, when, when people start listening to you talking, right? Oh, this guy really know what he's talking about, right? That's really the key in my opinion there, Paul, right? So you, when you have... So when you start your career, basically, right, you need to gain as much as experience you can, right, learn different things so that when you, um, you know, you are there, even if you are a minority, then I don't think that would be a problem at all. I think I haven't seen any, any much problem except, okay, what do you know about construction? I've been here for 50 years. For example, right? But when 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 they listen, start listening to you talking, then then oh okay, you kind of know stuff. You kind of know what 
what we are facing. So that 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 feeling being you know overly challenged, like okay, that's not there anymore. So you can conversation becomes more fluid that way. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks for thanks for sharing. Um, you know, we 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 like to talk through those things because right. Um, you know, whether it's hey this this foregone conclusion that you know, hey, just because, you know, I I have this particular ethnicity, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm the engineer in the room, right? Um, you know, I'm actually the leader in this room, uh, you know, and so it's it's being able to understand kind of that from, from our perspective and to speak to that, you know, so that we can identify, hey, what are some areas that, that we probably need to, to be more aware of um, and not necessarily you know, looking at a person and saying, okay, well, generally you're in this role. And so that's what my assumption is before even asking, um, you know, and so I think that's, that's, that's really important. Yeah. I could relate to some of my experience. Right. But, but again, you know, um, I think, I think nowadays people, people, you know, are different. Right. And then there's also a lot of, a lot of, uh, um, things that company is trying to do for diversity and stuff. Right. And that's all over the place. Yeah. So, so I think, um, my, you know, for myself, I don't really have any, any issue, but I think the key, like I said, you know, when you had the real experience in the back, in your belt, under your belt, then I think that helps you along the way. Right. Well, I can I can talk to oil and gas people. I can talk to the civil people. You know, you name it. Basically, the building people, right? Because you know a little bit. I you know if you look at my experience, I don't really have any building experience, right? My experience is all all in the industrial type of of the work or civil because I was in college doing some research on the civil side, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But really, but you know, a bit here, a bit there. But you're not really green around subject but construction is all about the same eh? it, whether you are doing different things but different type of construction but they all you're building things from the ground up so so it's no not much differences in how you yeah. build yeah so it's, it's mm, no, that's it's good exciting. yeah that's good that's good so we've got this we've got this segment um kind of within within each one of the episodes now that we've started here in season two and it's called our community insights segment and, you know, within the Construct Reach community, you know, we, we have our app and, you know, we like to, we like to, you know, develop and, and establish community where, you know, folks who are within this industry that are coming from different angles, different perspectives, different walks of life can, um, can connect. And so we, we pose questions every now and then into the community and we get responses from them. But we also like to bring those questions here uh, onto the podcast so that, that so that you can answer as well and then kind of bring those answers back into the community. Um, so the question that is that is circulating right now in the Constructor Reach community is this right here. And I'm going to see what your response is. It says when you're feeling frustrated or discouraged um, while learning a new skill, how do you deal with it? You need to take your time. <clears throat> so I, I learn new skills every day, right? I wasn't a programmer in the past, but I learned how to program. I learned how to code a little bit. I'm not very good at it because I, I really didn't, I, I, I didn't go to school for that. <laughs> but I get the hang of it. So 
um, you know, basically, you know, you just need to do and work through it slowly and invest your time, basically. So I would, unless you really don't like it, then, then, then that's a different story, right? But if you're just feeling down, oh, this is difficult for me, but you just take your time. And then, you know, I always teach my kid also, right? Basically, sometimes it takes people three days to get there. It may take you six days. It doesn't matter. You're going to get there, you know? Then, you know, it's, to me, it's not all about competition. Right. I'm a competitive guy, but I'm, you know, I, I try to like, you know, suppress that <laughs> so much. <laughs> I can, you know, but, so you need to, you need to, you need to know your strength and then, yeah, and then try yeah. to yeah. try to use that, you know, and then, but if you, you know, like when I first, when I first jump ship from construction to, to tech industry, I, I, I feel very difficult. Oh, wow. What I did before was so easy. This is so hard. Right. Yeah. But, but it took me at least a year or so to actually learn. And basically, um, you know, I'm taking my time. I'm, I'm investing a lot of hours to, to basically uh, advance myself and try to catch up with people. Yeah. yeah. So then you need to find a good mentor. Mm. <laughs> that to talk to yes yeah, that, that's really important yes. yeah so you need to find a good mentor that that can encourage you you know and basically um guide you along the way yeah mm -hmm. so I, I i i was very fortunate where everywhere i'm at basically i have a a very good managers that mentor me yeah basically. yeah so I now think, did you seek did you seek your your mentors out well, you can. I mean, in, in, in my company, you can actually um, ask somebody to be a mentor, mm. right? But, but um, I never did, but, but I happen to have uh, a few of very strong individuals that, that provide mentorship yeah. throughout my career. Very good response. Now, thank you, Juan, for, for sharing that. Um, yeah, you do. You have to be patient with yourself. You know, everything doesn't happen overnight. Things still take time. And I know we we live in a society that combats that that principle all the time just because of how quickly we can do most things now. But things, certain things still do take time and there's still a learning curve, right? And you have to be patient with yourself, allow yourself to to go through that process of, of learning, that developmental stage, you know, and having others that know what they're doing uh, to kind of share some of that knowledge and insight for, for you as well. And so surrounding yourself, you know, with, with mentors that can help you develop, um, that can reflect back to you maybe areas that, you know, you, you could use a little bit more development in, um, bouncing ideas off of, they can be a sounding board as well, and just provide, you know, the necessary tools and information to help you navigate, you know, through your career, especially when you're young in it. I think mentors are necessary for all stages. Um, but we definitely, you know, like to to raise and highlight the value of that as well. Um, and so thank you, Juan, for for mentioning that. So, yeah, if you don't get anything else right from from that response, hold on to those two things. Be patient with yourself. Understand that things do take time just because something is difficult don't mean it ain't for you. 
<laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and have a mentor. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. If I would have quit at that time, you know, when I jumped to the tech side of the construction, then I, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> I may still be in the project somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Juan, for, for joining us today, man. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on. Much success to you. Thank you. Appreciate that, Paul. Thanks again, everybody, for tuning into our show. Remember, like, share, subscribe to the podcast and join the movement as we reach to build a better future that we can all be proud of. Thank you.